Welcome to Five Minutes to Cast Night, the first time we're ever taping it live with cameras. Look at that shit. Uh, before we get started, I have to remind you that we have a Patreon. <laughs> HonorableSwords.com. Surprise, it's the Patreon website. Look at that shit. We also have merch at TerrierCult.com. Go to Friends of the Cult. Boop, shirts. Look at that. So many shirts. Why do they have so many shirts? You're here with the Two Minutes to Late Night Writer's Room. Hi, I'm Jeremy Hammond, and uh, I met my fiancé because of the band Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's actually Keep true. Going. I don't know how now? it never has come up before on the podcast, but what? I did meet her because of the band Orgy. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely not kidding you. Uh, you guys remember uh, a little song called Blue Monday? Oh, yeah. By New Order. Yes, well, so there was uh, some point in the, uh, the, the Brooklyn hipster zeitgeist where it felt as though the New Order version of Blue Monday was quite popular. And uh, I thought it'd be funny on my OkCupid profile to say that my favorite version of that song was the Orgy version. And sure enough, my fiancé also is a huge fan of Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm getting married! <laughs> Don't clap for that. You're the first person to get married by edgelording somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Trolled into, into wed. Um, <laughs> someone else want to go? Who else wants to make a thing about themselves? <laughs> I always... I plan on making Jeremy's wedding entirely about myself. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Katie Rose Leon, and I came in third place at a Super Smash Brothers tournament in Neutral Grounds in 2004. Every time Katie does one, I'm like, this is probably real. <laughs> it could always maybe be real. I played Purple Peach. Yeah. That, yeah. I was going to say, that definitely was. Purple Peach. Forever, bitch. Uh, I'm Lucy Steiner, and my toesies are cold. Woo! Uh, hey, I'm Lucha Libre El The Beatles. Oh, no. But I'm not no! going to do the voice. Because it's a sad day, and I'm crying under my lucha mask. Because the Beatles are joking about jerking off. And I've been joking about the Beatles jerking off for at least two years. I can't even look at you with the mustache hairs poking out of the mask. It's so itchy. They just go right up into my nose. It's really not comfortable. Yeah. Someone on our YouTube comments asked you specifically to stop making voices, so I would like to ask you to aggressively do some Beatle voices. Me and John were joking. <laughs> the lights were on. <laughs> no one was home. Act one. <laughs> Sick. And I'm Guarcenio Hall, and I'm pulling a Cesar Romero on this first taping. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can really see it down there, but he does have a full mustache poking through his corpse paint. He also is maybe from Spain. That's true. You really uh, should have talked to one of our drag queen friends about gluing that down, but that's okay. <laughs> I just found out that you glue uh, down your eyebrows with literally a glue stick. I did not know that that was the thing. A word? A word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have plenty of those. As Beyonce once said, uh, beauty hurts. <laughs> Pretty oh, hurts? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
Something I like took that. two shots with our cameraman before we started, so let's do this. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. This week, uh, we're, act- we're, we're really doing it. We're doing the real train wreck of, uh, of a Megadeth album. Oh boy, oh boy. If you uh, ever wanted to listen to a Bon Jovi record that sounds like <laughs> it, the lead vocalist is... Just like an evil bug from a cartoon. <laughs> this is the record for you. We are doing Risk by Megadeth. Oh my God. You know, before we get started, before we get started, Lucy, how do you think this album happened? I'm pretty sure this is what happens when uh, a particularly angry Jewish grandmother has some thoughts on communism. (laughs) It sounds like what my grandma thinks metal sounds like. And also, if she sang all the lyrics. (laughs) That's crazy. Seeing Um, as my uncle's in an actual hair metal band, this is what my grandmother thinks metal sounds like. Oh my god. It's the last album with Marty Friedman. Yes, it is. My favorite guitarist of all time was in this band for 10 years, putting yeah. up with Dave Mustaine for 10 years. Oh, God. And it was an album's quality that made him leave, not just, like, his quality of life. I, I have something to say about that. Yeah. Marty loves pop music, though. I think this was his fault. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> you, know who's actually, you know whose fault it actually was? Who? Is the reason the album is called Risk is because... Lars, Lars Ulrich of Metallica said in an interview, Megadeth is pretty good, but they never take any risks. And Dave Mustaine was so furious that he just made this album and named it this to be like, fuck you. I'll be, I'll fucking take a risk and we're going to make it. And it ruined the band and they've never so- been... You Does know, that fa- mean that he identifies with the little mouse on the album cover? He's oh like, that's God. me. <laughs> oh. That's me. <laughs> yeah, he took the fucking bait. Do you? That's, oh, that's me. Me. That also, wait mouse. a minute. Which album cover? Oh, yeah, there's two. There guys. are two, yeah. maybe three of um, this fucking thing. Hey, guys, do you think uh, after Lars did that interview... Uh, you know, Dave Mustaine booted up his AOL uh, instant messenger <laughs> type, and went and typed in, uh, Hey, Lars, what do you mean I don't take any risks? <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> I know. I'm thank you so much. Comedic we, genius. Book Katie. Can we talk about uh, the uh, this album cover? Because I Which did not realize. One? I just, Which one? Well, both of them. Okay. Because we can... We'll get to the one that looks like a Christopher Nolan-directed remake of Tom and Jerry in yeah. a second. Mouse hunt, uh, right? Mouse. <laughs> it's hard to talk with this mask on. This yeah. is a terrible idea. I bet. Too bad. I'm Can committed. Someone, uh, Too bad. That, I you're am in a committed. mask trap. <laughs> Damn it. Tim Allen. <laughs> Imagine if every time you moved your jaw, you also moved your eyebrows in a way that they weren't made to move. <laughs> I feel bad for wrestlers. Uh, someone should put bad. you through a table so you can take that off. <laughs> Ooh. Anybody got a table? <laughs> Where's this Spanish announcer's booth? <laughs> table. Sorry. Um, Pour one out for the Sorry, table. so we were, uh, yeah. we were talking about the, the album cover. Album cover. The, the first one uh, where it's the little mousetrap bait thing, I thought that that was just like a razor blade or like a 
dog tag when I first glanced over it. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's a dog tag, like a dead soldier. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that sounds like Dave Mustaine. Would, yeah, I was like, he would fucking be into some sad military shit. He was mm-hmm. already a Republican in 1999. Yeah. yeah. Before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> when I found it was a mousetrap, I was like, what the... What is... This? Did my dad design this album cover? <laughs> my dad would be like, you know, George, uh, you know, it's one of the most inhumane deaths is uh, the death of a mouse. <laughs> uh, it's especially inhumane because it's not a human. It's a mouse. I'm, I'm interested yeah. to hear... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Take the mask off. Smoking! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Second, all right, Tom and Jerry album cover. Yeah, with the uh, the Sphinx cat on it. I can't believe it's a Sphinx cat. I don't think of, like, dangerous thing when I see a Sphinx cat. I think of my ex-girlfriends. Uh, those women are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I didn't there were two... I Sphinx cats. They just <laughs> have them. I, I didn't know there were two album covers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've only seen the one with the with the little mouse. Where did you listen to it on? Because I was trying to find... So the, there's an original, and then there's the reissue, and I could only find the reissue. Yeah, the... the did you the, listen to that? The one that they, they chose uh, very uh, generously to remaster for us. Yeah. Did Thank you read, you. though, that yeah. they made changes, and like one of the songs was uh, missing a full 50 seconds? <laughs> which is... Thank God. What? What is it? I want to know what they took out. I want to oh, know how nobody... I, I listened to it. They took out just, like, a bunch of sitar or something. <laughs> it was just, like, a 50-second sitar intro. Wait, but how did nobody notice that 50 seconds of a song was just not there? <laughs> I think they did notice. They were I like, you purposeful. know what? That's probably way too long for white people to be having a sitar <laughs> intro. <laughs> well, they remastered their worst album. No one was, like, waiting outside the Tower Records in 2004 to pick it up. I think. Maybe. I don't I know. I could be wrong. I'm I don't dumb know. enough to wear this mask. I looked a lot of this up on YouTube. I was looking for like the music videos from it, and like a lot of people say this is their favorite Megadeth album. Okay, that's just not... Uh, get out of here. Shut up. I'm uh, not kidding. Honestly, I believe you. I'm as mad as you are. I, I can, just... I saw it. I had, I'm I reporting the facts. I'm a journalist. I read that... The um, I'm sorry. Who? What record company put this out? Capital. Capital. They remastered all the albums Megadeth did on their their label, so it was just like swept up in yeah. that. It wasn't <laughs> like that they thought it was worth it. It's just they were doing the whole catalog. Oh, it's kind of like procedural when, remaster. No, it's just like when like last year Alkaline Trio did that tour where they were playing two albums back to back, and they did a good one and then an awful one, because so <laughs> no one was going to come to any of their late 2000s <laughs> albums. If we're, trans- I can't wait to see. This addiction, front to back. <laughs> God damn She it. lied to the FBI. Uh, good, good for her. Yeah, that's what you should do <laughs> to so the did FBI. So our last guest, Jake Flores. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay. I, have, I gotta say, I do, I like it better than Super Collider. This is yes, what Jen, I that's the biggest like, question. Did this, you like it more than Super A hundred percent. Yes, I, and yes, I really yes. wanted to ask Lucy a question because we went on a real psychological deep dive on Dave Mustaine during the Poopa Collider episode. <laughs> and I know that you felt for him emotionally, like out of concern. I'm wondering, like, listening to this album from 1999. 
uh, versus Pooper Collider, which was like 2000, what? Like 13? No. No, uh, no way, way later. Way more embarrassingly later. It was like 2015. Right. I'm just like wondering, like, in your opinion, like, what do you think has changed for Mr. Mustaine between those times? What your concerns are? What brought him from wanting to sound like Bon Jovi to whatever the fuck that was? <laughs> you know... I'm glad you asked, because I've been thinking about Dave a lot lately. <laughs> and, and I think that in this phase of his life, if I had to guess, I think that he's like more like trying to find himself, and he's like, I'm going to try a bunch of different things, and they're all going to be bad, but I'm going to try, you know? And it's like, and certain parts of it like reminded me of like the spin doctor's weird thing. Like, I was like, yes. Oh, yes. 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 Like, it was just this kind of like... Two I libertarian got... princes <laughs> who adore you. Can I touch on two things real yeah. quick? One, uh, Dave Mustaine is 40 when this album comes out. What? How old is he now? What? I mean, you do the... uh, 1999 to now, so what is he, 60? Holy shit, yeah. 60. how does he still have his hair? Uh, and then number two is, uh, in, in defense of your, your idea of him trying to find himself, I looked up some of the music videos from this album, and uh, uh, there's this weird constant between all of them where Dave Mustaine is all of a sudden trying to be like a hot fuckable lead singer. Yes. And it is so weird. I have it's, it's so weird. Too weird. I have it's weird. A... You can't be intentionally sexy and sound like all of the Muppets at once. <laughs> yeah, he sounds You like have to he... accidentally be sexy like Tom Waits where it's just like, yeah, I happen to sound like the drunk one. What are you going to do? <laughs> Oh, you can't nothing. be sexy. I sound like Dr. Teeth, but some reason you want to kiss me. There's nothing I can do about it. Oh, you can't be sexy and sound like the Muppets? I refer you to Gary Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback Thursday. Oh, boy. Oh, you're speaking can to I, my heart. <laughs> can I make a, a counterpoint? Sure. I like Super Collider better. I like Super Collider better. And I'm gonna I, tell I, I'm with you. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> okay. I am not a smart man. <laughs> Lyrics, I don't know what that is. They might as well be speaking Chinese. I don't care what they're saying. I want to hear it. And in the Super Collider, you do the classic. What do you mean I talk like this? <laughs> but the vocals on this entire album are, Hey Marty, I. I turned myself into, into Dave Mustaine. I'm Dave Mustaine Pickle, my Mustaine, bitch. It's terrible. I will say that this album's actually listenable, and as we've established, I like butt rock, so you know what? It's fine. It's fine, everybody. It just doesn't sound like a Megadeth album. I am accurately placed on the stage because I actually don't know which album I prefer. I, I wanted to agree with Drew, but then I, really, then I remembered the weird... Um, he sells song. I was like, oh no. It's like, yeah. You're like in a situation where you have to choose which son lives, but both sons shit on the carpet too much. Well, I have a, I have a thing because this album, when we got to the one that, uh, the one that comes after the weird like child, like the doctor is gone. What the? Fuck? <laughs> that song is the funniest oh, thing I've ever where heard. He says like daddy a whole lot. Time yeah, to go to the doctor, weird. daddy. <laughs> it was super. I, I actually read a lot about this album because when I was listening through it, uh, the fucking, what, what, go crush him or whatever, crush him. Oh my yeah, crush, God. Crush, so that crush triggered him. me because I'm like, why do I know this song? And it's I'm going to tell shout you. Shout at the devil. That, but it's because, uh, so 
Uh, as we all know, because we're all such big wrestling fans, Goldberg got very injured back in the 90s, and then he made his triumphant return at WCW Nitro 99, in which he came out to crush him while Dave Mustaine and Megadeth played live, and the, the, the ah. fucking WCW girls danced all over him. Oh, fucking of course Dave Mustaine is a Goldberg fan. Oh, no, no, what, Goldberg, no, he is, is Goldberg a Jew. is a Megadeth fan. He asked for it. Dave Mustaine oh. would never have This all tracks <laughs> so much. <laughs> what do you mean there's a Jewish hook? <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something about the vocals on this album yes. that may be controversial? Uh, it sounds like James Hetfield almost all the time. Uh, especially near the end. There's so many times where I just straight up like look. I went to the Wikipedia page at least four times today just to make certain that James Hetfield has no guest appearances on this album. It sounds just fucking like it. Okay. No. Th- what? Do they? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody in the uh, audience think a- that this sounds like? <laughs> Uh, James Hetfield. This is madness. I am not... Okay, 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 Okay. wait, 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 we have a so-so. Jeremy, I will say there's a couple tracks near the end where I definitely got a Hetfield vibe, but, like, for most of it... Singing pattern. Singing pattern, yes. He's doing, like, yeah! He does those! So did Ray Charles. I'm... I am not crazy! (laughs) You are... Yes, you are. You're wearing a tinfoil hat underneath your emo night hat. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, that is, you, you brought up, uh, Headfield and I agree. Like I was thinking the entire record, I was like, this sounds like Headfield should be singing it. And then I realized that's because this is Megadeth's version of the black album. The problem is Ooh. also, this is 10 years after the black album. Why uh-huh. the fuck did they think that this was going to be the radio hit? I know, because right? Because fucking everyone, when there's all the bands with white people with dreads and big shorts, I kept why for- did they think this was going to be a banger It charted time? okay. Two of the singles got in the top ten. I well, because kept- they, they weren't going for new metal. That was the no. thing, is you're thinking, like, this came right. out around new metal. New metal was still stewing. They were going for alternative rock. They yeah, thought they this was going to be. It doesn't. You think yeah. it sound, this doesn't sound like no? But they did. Shit, no, but it they sounds did. like uh, arena rock from the eighties. Not only. Which, we talk? by the way, he was trying to do that. He really wanted the NHL to use some tracks from this. So <laughs> Dave Mustaine went to the Coyotes in fucking uh, Arizona. He's like, hey, <laughs> you want to use my track for your team? And they're like, no. <laughs> and then so he went to the NHL and they're like, yeah, I guess we'll buy this. Like, but I don't. So they just like had it. But he really like want. He's like a huge hockey fan, apparently. And he really wanted them to use songs off of this specific album for ho- hockey uh, psych-up tracks. Yeah, but... That seems to be the tragedy of Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, like, he, he wants his music... I feel like whenever I listen... When I've listened to him through this adventure that we've all had together, it, it, it seems like... like he, he wants his music to be ominous and, like, almost dystopian... But it just ends up being kind of like funny and fun. It's hilarious. But, but he can't time. accept it. Like it's just like even at the doctor's office song in this album, the the doctor is calling. Like he wants it to be <laughs> some like spooky doctor, you know. And it's and it just ends up being like the doctor is calling you. You want to go <laughs> yeah. to the doctor? Wait, 
It literally I, is Mike Myers in an SNL sketch. It literally, and, yeah. On lead vocals. It sounds like my family at Passover. I'm like, what? You get a septum uh, problem? You get yeah. that fixed? The doctor. <laughs> Talking about the, uh, the the time period that this came out in, uh, I had an alternate theory, which syncs up with the theory that clearly nobody is with me on. But hear me out. He's singing like James Hetfield. Yeah. These songs are their Black Album attempt. What else is happening in 1999? Metallica, nowhere to be found. Yep. This is the time period between Reload, St. Anger. What's happening here is this is Dave Mustaine's final fucking try at it. This is his last try to fucking kill Metallica like he's always wanted to do. I mean... It's Maybe. not. It's not out of the question. I think no, that's what I, this is. It's just I was listening to this the entire time, and uh, it's a shame because I like the the mute. There are a lot of spots in this music where I'm like, this is not. He's just so not a bad musician that it's a shame because mm. there are some beautiful fucking guitar melodies. He's mm-hmm. obvious. He writes his vocals really well melody-wise to what riffs he's writing. Yeah. Like, there's some riffs on there that I was like, this is fucking sick. Like, the first track, Insomnia, the bridge, where it's just a fucking ascending, descending rip, it sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds fucking awesome. But then he sings over it (laughs) <laughs> like he thinks he's a and we're back to the same Megadeth problem. With the same, it's that he sings. He he's like, no way, it'll sound like a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, also what came out in 1999 is he did a fucking album where he had guest musicians. He's like Bugs Bunny in the dress. That's exactly what he is. There was. A song, uh, there, there was an album they put out where they invited people to come do covers of their songs with them, and they did, uh, the ballad was uh, A Toot Le Monde, which is actually a really good Megadeth, trying to be a little serious. It's a pretty yeah. good song. It's, because uh, he's, he's not what's, like, fantastic about it. Like, he takes a backseat to how beautiful the song is, and the cover had, it said guest vocalist was uh, the singer of Lacuna Coil, who is a weird new metal band, but their singer has a beautiful voice. I was like, this would be, this will probably be pretty cool. He sings most of it. And just, she's <laughs> sort of in the background. I'm like, he can't fucking accept that he is the pro- his own problem. He can't <laughs> accept that he's his own worst enemy ever. There's lyrics in the Doctor Calling song, like, he didn't know uh, what he was doing wrong. There's, like, a bunch of, like, lyrics where I was like, that is about you, fella. <laughs> <laughs> can you I just unknowingly uh, writing about your own problem. Can I come back to Lucy's yes. point for a second, which is that uh, Dave Mustaine has this problem of writing these, like, really epic, like, intense, like, dark songs, but then they just come out goofy. And Toot Lamont is exactly that, where, like, it is, a, it is a more serious song, and he is trying to be, like, a more, you know, serious, like, refined man. But hearing him speak French is the funniest thing. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that... Yeah. What do you mean, omelette du fromage? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, he does. <laughs> this is the United States of France, isn't it? <laughs> Do you remember the Dexter's Laboratory movie? 
That's the Where only they... reason I knew that. Oh, the live-action Christopher Nolan one. What? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a dark take. That's what we're yeah. living in. Um... But no, there's a movie where like uh, I don't like Dexter goes to the future and finds all these different versions of himself. Dave Mustaine is the one he didn't get. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely a future universe. That's why he all... talks so weird. Yeah, I think that's I'm exactly starting. Exactly why he talks so weird. I'm starting to understand. We feel like Dave Mustaine has failed us, but really, we failed Dave Mustaine. We really did. <laughs> No, what is, I am curious though, because when after like the, when we did Super Collider, like you guys were talking about how he had like become a sad alcoholic man. And I was like, and I was curious like that this happened at this point. He was already the sad alcoholic. Oh, he's no. Been it, no, he's been it the whole time. Oh, oh my God. He's, he's been a sad alcoholic <laughs> since he was 17 years old. He was a sad alcoholic and he got fired as a teenager. That's insane. <laughs> From his band. That he wrote everything It's for. almost like if you make more than six figures a year, you'll never grow as a human being because you don't have to. Right? Isn't he sober now? No, he, he made a beer last year. <laughs> Drew and I went yeah, to that like, event. Yeah, you could look at the YouTube. And he gave everybody beer that tasted oh. like fucking silver dollars. That's right, yeah, I remember and that. And then we watched him play seven songs and we goddamn ruined it. Yeah, you guys We were ruined the only small Megadeth show that'll ever happen in America. But, so then, how annoying is it that he's still a born-again Christian, then? <laughs> yeah, like, why he would you... He took, like, the worst part of AA, and he's, like, just kept on it for so long. Oh, what, the thing that promises you forgiveness no matter what? I wonder why he kept that. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, happy Yom Kippur, everybody. It starts tonight. Hey. Hey. I hope you all oh atoning. Who's atoning? Hey, who's it swiping and atoning out here? <laughs> but I think we actually, I, I think I brought this up at the beginning of the episode, but I think we can officially say uh, that Lars Ulrich is the reason that both Metallica and Megadeth have failed. <laughs> and he's but inadvertently, just because I don't think, I don't think Lars Ulrich is malicious at all. I just think he is just of all of these stupid men, just clearly the stupidest. Yeah. Every time a Yet bad decision happens, powerful. he was like, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a great idea. People just don't understand. God. You know? Is he from New Orleans? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he talks like Tim Armstrong, but he's Danish. <laughs> it's great. It's fucking crazy. I don't know. I think Megadeth should take more risks. Oh, you mean the band that's barely scathing by? <laughs> <laughs> with their weird vocalist. Dave Mustaine, you should eat more etouffee. I've made you some crayfish, Dave Mustaine. <laughs> you know, I think the band that's only popular because of riffs should probably play less riffs. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I think maybe it's a good idea. That's the thing. I was very surprised to hear you say that you liked a lot of the riffs on this because I felt like listening through this, there were no riffs on this album. I mean, for what, it's, what, it, what they're doing... Uh, it's it's like okay, each one of these is just like supposed to be a metal ballad. If you put like a different vocalist, like I could see a world where maybe I'm into a little bit of these songs. And also, if you didn't write lyrics this hilarious, because I'm I'm with Drew. I don't fucking listen to lyrics. My favorite band, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> My favorite band sounds like Steely Dan, but then there's a guy going just like bird over it. <laughs> As 
as a resident dumb person, uh, I know there is some funny stuff in the song Breadline. Would someone smarter than me like to explain why Breadline is funny? Oh my god. Oh man. It's it's uh, so I feel like Lucy's really equipped to tear this one apart, but like from what I understand, this is like once again Megadeth's John uh, bon Jovi album, so he's like, uh, okay, so what do people that like this kind of stuff like? Uh, we need to talk about struggling, but for I'm love. A bread boy. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny used Jewish to play with rock. the bread. He's dancing in the bread line. <laughs> yeah. He's dancing in the bread line because he's innocent and he doesn't know the horrors of the communist world yet. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. He doesn't know how to just, like, make something a little bit tangible. Because, like, even in the song, uh, like, Prince of Darkness, when he's just listing things that are bad. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I'm cancer in your bones. And also, I broke up with your girlfriend. And also, also, I'm that mean, I'm that mean kid in school. <laughs> but also, I'm that time you fell out of a chair and you hurt your butt. I kept waiting for it to be like the end of that type of poem where he's like, know who I am? I'm James Hetfield. <laughs> that is where I thought it was going to go. But each, I've never been just taken on a, 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 a roller coaster like that through any poem where it's just a fucking high of just going like, I'm, the, I'm when you get the worst flavored jelly bean, but also I'm when your dad dies. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why? I definitely wrote something like that in my live journal in like 2004. For sure, yeah. <laughs> did you also, when he said like, I am cancer, did you think, yeah, that's what cancer sounds like. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye to your hair. <laughs> what do you mean you're going in for chemo? <laughs> I'm also the chemo. <laughs> Also, I looked up the lyrics to Breadline, and they make absolutely no, no, no sense. sense. There's no good. Sense. nothing to even I didn't analyze. get it at all. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's even remotely a thing is him saying dancing in a Breadline, and then the rest of it is just him being like, he's got nothing, you know? No smoke. Isn't dancing I, in no a Breadline a lyric in the Good Times theme song? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, that it was a communist thing, and it wasn't line. like, <laughs> dancing in the Breadline, every night I've been dancing... <laughs> Oh my god. There might be a world though where he was like writing uh, like a Disney movie. Like they were like in little small France and they're waiting for bread and they love each other. Like it's Beauty and the Beast, but instead of mm. just like household uh, equipment, it's Marie the Baguettes! You know, like something like that. <laughs> uh, anyone else notice that there's two tracks on here? One that is a direct ripoff of Cult of Personality and the other one that's a. Uh, Rip off a, a what Shout the fuck? The devil. Yeah. Oh, and then another one that's a rip off. With a how they get the kiss song? The I was made for loving you. Yeah, it was just. Oh my god! Wait, I forgot my favorite part of the album, which is just on a few songs. Dave Elfson, who has never fucked up on a Megadeth record, he's one of the best bassists of all time. But on this one, he was like. Everybody's doing country, but I'm thinking ska. He's in the Aquabats for no yeah. reason sometimes. It was the 90s. Things were crazy. It's just a bullshit-ass Tim Armstrong bass line. Or not Tim, Matt, whatever. Yeah. 
That team. Matt Freeman, yeah, the, one, know, the, one, the one in Rancid who knows what an instrument is. The wolf is. one. <laughs> Speaking of that accent I was doing for Lars, what the fuck is Tim Armstrong's accent? Uh, he's hair. from fucking San Diego. Yeah, he's, but he, he talks like he's drunk in New Orleans. <laughs> he talks like he's oh, he's he's know. from Liverpool, but also half of his tongue has been removed. I'm in the Beatles. <laughs> Have you seen what Tim Armstrong looks like lately? He got like a like a like a head tattoo maybe like ten or fifteen years ago of like a spider web when he was going bald. Yeah. But then like the sun has hit it and it's broken up and now it just looks like he's wearing a yarmulke all the time. <laughs> Have you guys seen that motorcycle that's in front of the knitting factory that is literally just the cover of Spider Man Three? Yeah. <laughs> that is every time I walk. I have to. I work in Williamsburg. I have to walk down that street all of the time. I'm metropolitan and there is a. Fucking motorcycle that is just half good Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and half bad Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. <laughs> and it, every time I'm like, that looks like Tim Armstrong's head. I think the real question is, have you at home seen the motorcycle in front of the knitting factory? Comment below. <sighs> I hate That was very I fun. Hate, um... uh, what, one last thing. Uh, Have you ever seen the, the documentaries that uh, Tim Armstrong narrated? What? Oh, he made like a couple of like, Vice Katrina? documentaries. There's one about like New York hardcore. There's one about like two-tone ska. Great. And it's the funniest fucking thing. And it never gets old. Do you know what think the, like two minutes in, you'd be like, all right, I've had enough of Tim Armstrong narrating documentary. You have not. <laughs> you know what the best part is? Those are the good takes. Yeah, right. Those are the usable takes. Those are the best takes they got out of him. We're just him being like, New York City, 1980. <laughs> oh, anyway. it's sad um, when, when your tongue goes after all that heroin, you know? <laughs> he's got you cover a, it with he's a just beard. an old man with a receding tongue line. <laughs> As he gets older, it just gets further back in his mouth. Oh, <laughs> Another thing I just remembered is the song uh, Wanderlust. Yeah. And just like the weird lyrical nonsense that is somebody saying, I've got wanderlust. I lust to wander. <laughs> yeah, yes. I uh, swiped right on that girl on Tinder last yeah. month. <laughs> That's the eighth deadly sin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the other uh, uh, song called Wanderlust uh, that I like is by Every Time I Die because they don't ever fucking say it in the song. Yeah, that's a word you just cannot say out loud. Could you imagine having Wanderlust when you spent 30 years of your life just going anywhere in the world and playing music to people who love you and being like, Boy, I wish I was somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> That's just him saying he wants to be an astronaut. <laughs> that's a socially acceptable Good. word for Good, go fucking play on the moon, Dave Mustaine. We'll all Dave see you Mustaine. there. Yeah, that's not, Maybe top. Elon Musk will shoot Dave Mustaine into space. That'd be oh. cool. Oh. You know who, do you know who Dave Mustaine needs to be friends with? Spider Zombie. Uh. Spider Man. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Yeah, that's that song is uh that song is crazy because like it's about wanderlust, but like, like the first verse is about him like killing his enemies. <laughs> and it's like, what does that have to do with backpacking through Europe or whatever the fuck you want to do? <laughs> yeah. All right, should we should we do favorite songs? Let's do favorite songs. Okie dokie. God damn it. Who wants it. to go first? Yeah, sorry. Fuck. 
Start on that end. Yeah. I'm what pulling, do you got, I'm Ray Mysterio? I don't fucking know the names of any of these songs. My favorite song was all of the stupid 40-second interstitials leading up to the songs. Because if you put them together, it might be like a 1920s radio play about the shadow or some bullshit. What hap- What was his deal with... Uh, he did so many songs where he's just like the ghost of himself. Yeah. He's just saying the same thing over and over again, uh, but it is mixed. It's at the top of the mix, so it doesn't sound mysterious at all. It just sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it sounds like you're having an acid trip where you're getting yelled at somebody uh, uh, by somebody who's worse than yourself. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what happens when your mom breaks in. Yes. <laughs> All right, fine, losers. I think it was Crush Em, the one where they were like, bum, 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 as like somebody cool is about to come in. Yeah, yeah that's when Goldberg's <laughs> running it. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not when very cool, but... You're yeah, like Goldberg. <laughs> oh my God, that's what we're doing for the next episode. We're going to make Lucy listen to a playlist of wrestling entrance music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna be- your favorite. I have never been more prepared for anything in my entire life. Uh, my favorite Luz, genre. Lucy's going to show up at your apartment and just clothesline you. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're honestly a dream. I've been tweeting at wrestlers to get someone to come choke slam me and put me on my misery for months. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fest. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I actually like Breadline because it did just sound like a straight up Bon Jovi song. And there's another tr- song on here that I can't remember the name that sounds like in Living Color, and I, I very much like that band. So I was like, oh, I went and listened to that afterwards, and it was much more enjoyable. So thanks, Dave. Okay, Yang. Oh, no. I'm going to be utilizing oh, a, no. uh, a bit of legal trickery here. Uh, when this album was released, they released a series of singles uh, from it. There's four singles that they put out, and each of them got their own EP release, the B-sides of which were other Megadeth songs that were entitled No Risk. What? That's actually true. This is totally true. true. 100% true. They put out uh, A-side Risk, B-side No Risk, and the No Risk was a song from Megadeth that you already liked. So, so my number one song from Risk... Press cycle is Holy Wars the Punishment Due. Thank you. Fuck off. No. Vito, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Pick a song. Nope. No, no. Holy Wars, Punishment Due. Guess what? Uh, Jeremy's Jeremy's favorite song is uh, uh, I'll Be There. (laughs) By Michael Jackson? No, the one by Dave Mustaine. So you know it's a giant lie. <laughs> oh, the, the, his weird-ass metal I'll cover of the Friends theme song. <laughs> yes. It was literally the Friends theme song, but if it was... Oh, no one told you life was going to be this way? <laughs> <laughs> Your job's a joke. You're broke. And I don't like you anyway. <laughs> I very much like what's going on here. Yeah. She'll be there for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> now it just sounds like an angry OK Cupid message. <laughs> <laughs> that's this entire band. Yeah. yeah. That's what the Wikipedia is. My favorite song is The Doctor Is Calling because that is, I was taken on a journey. True. It was the funniest. Uh, it was the, I think probably their biggest stretch and their Biggest success and failure at the same time. <laughs> I was in CVS, had a great time. Maybe it was just because I was in a CVS that I loved it. 
What do you think it's like to be Dave Mustaine's doctor? Because there's no way that you <laughs> there's no way that you tell that guy something and he listens. Oh God, like, Dave, you should probably lay off of all the meat. What do you mean I have high cholesterol? Oh, I'm what? a mammal, aren't I? True, true. What do you think it was like when he turned fifty and he had to get his first prostate exam? <laughs> What do you mean you gotta stick a finger in my ass? <laughs> what is this, the bread line? <laughs> I, I love that Dave Mustaine's comment about this album is that he was like, if any other person put their name on this album, it would have been a hit. <laughs> he was also like, if this was my Fuck solo you. record, if this was my solo record, it would have been a hit. I'm like, oh, fucking what? Megadeth is your solo record, you son of a bitch. There is. What are you talking about? There is absolutely no world in which Megadeth's name has less value than Dave Mustaine. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know. That is his reasoning for it. He's like, it's just because Megadeth is so established in society that this drastic change just turn people off. They couldn't accept the brilliance of this music, and it's no. So here's the thing. That person, I still like some of their music. Who's the worst person you like who makes music you like? Ooh. I gotta do a deep dive on that. Even the audience, raise your hand if you have somebody. Mike, come here. Mike, get up here. Come up on stage. Mike Abruzzi, everybody. You know him from Poser Cops. From Poser Cops, Mike hey, So who's the worst person that I like that likes me, that makes music I like? Yes. It's Morrissey, obviously. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. But Good it's undeniable. Choice. I'm never going to let you live down that you said you like Morrissey. I don't know. Only his politics. It's on record. It's on the music record. is whatever, but I love his stance on the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You remember that time he said that it was more racist to be uh, to not be a vegetarian than to actually just be a racist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a lot of stances. cool guy. He has a lot of stances I fully support. <laughs> do you like Do you like Solo Morrissey or the Smiths more? Is oh, that, what, what sways your oh, I like the Smiths more. But Solo Morrissey is where you're like, oh, you've lost it, and we still got to listen to you because you got that fucking haircut. Yeah. <laughs> God bless him in his hairline. Yeah. Uh, uh, forever I'll be like, you're a son of a bitch, but yeah. Yeah. It still looks like the cover of Meet the Deedles. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Micah Brucey, everybody. Hey. Hell yeah. Oh. Anybody else? Any music made by a man, really, yeah. is just like on the list. It like it's only a matter of time. Coppice, I will not take that back. Yeah, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. We did the math on Rock Show. It's there. Uh, we, me and Jeremy, like literally, like made a formula. It's like that uh, meme of the woman with the shapes in front of her face. They were like, it doesn't add up. He had to be at least thirty when he wrote that song. We're gonna we're gonna end the podcast. <laughs> Um, Forever. Hold on. No. <laughs> we were requested to follow up our Lulu album review with um, Lucy Steiner uh, doing uh, her version of what that record sounds like. Everybody, please give us one minute to set up Lou Lucy. I call this song uh, the Bilderberg Gate. <laughs> and I'm happy to play it all for you Here we go. right now. 
I want to cut my clit off when I see Yaakov Shmirnov <laughs> and Soviet Union clit cuts you. And, and my dick and balls are sulking, but I hear Macaulay Culkin <laughs> rapping at my chamber door. <laughs> the guy from the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> and the guy from the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> the man has my soul in a hole, but the hole is the goal. It's the goal for the trolls inside my small town boy. It gives me pause when I see the shark from Jaws. <laughs> it gives me pause when I see that shark on Mars. Your little baby boy, teeth and hair and nails, all balled up in my uterus. Just like Ulysses, doing a jukebox twist. (laughs) The Oregon Trail is no longer for sale. The Oregon Trail is no longer for sale. The Oregon Trail is no longer for sale. Small town boy! Lucy Steiner, everybody. Oh my God. Stein back, Stein back, Stein back, Stein back, Stein back, Stein back. <laughs> you guys! Please, Lucy, follow up that motherfucking opus. With the metal man's playing. Okay, uh... Hey, metal fans! Hey, Lucy! I have a question. If you could keep one hell beast as a pet, what would it be and why? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag metal man's Hashtag Hit us metal up. Mansplain. Plugs, everybody. Wow. Oh. Okay, uh, find me on Twitter, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out... Balling out. Super. Super. We analyze Dragon Ball from a leftist perspective. Yeah, exactly what you wanted. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just what I've always wanted. Uh. Jokes on you. Everyone that likes Dragon Ball uh, is right. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Katie Rose, on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose, and I, that's where the stuff is. Send me money <laughs> at Vemo at Team Carol. That's T E A M Carol. I bought a sandwich with the money someone sent me last podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> you can follow me at These Dimebag, and you can see me on Witch Hunt at New York Comedy Club on October 4th. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, folks, do you have wanderlust? Check out HostileWorld.com, and you could be staying in a yurt anywhere in the fucking world. Also, you can follow me on uh, everything at Diet underscore Hellboy. Also, I just made a great music video uh, for the wonderful Mrs. Smith. It is amazing. It was really cool. Uh, It's really sick. She's a crazy cat lady. She shreds Van Halen guitar. I had the privilege of directing it. It. Uh, Google Mrs. Smith guitar, there's only one. Yeah, I'm also going to plug that fucking sick Mrs. Smith video. It's unbelievable how gorgeous it is. It is unbelievable how instrumentally insane it is. Yeah, it's it so is fucking super good. fucking creative. Well done. 
Well done, Drew. Yay, Drew. Yay, Drew. Uh, in less enthusiastic plugs, uh, you can follow my dog on Instagram at Great Hambino. Uh, that's uh, great, as in not what this episode was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ham, as in uh, what I can't eat because I'm not eating meat, and uh, bean, as in what a bean is. Um, also, follow me at Mr. Jordan Olds on Twitter. Who is that? Who would that be? Fuck that. Can it I- doesn't matter. Can I just say that I'm really glad that we're finally putting out a videotaped live episode so that people can see that these are real laughs. This is how we really act. We're just jackasses. (laughs) Yeah, that has been my crusade. We are uh, friends that like each other and not fake laughs, uh, and and no one's paying me for them. What do you mean this is actual friendship? All right, good night, everybody. Good night.